Evening everyone, John and Charlie here. Hope you've all had a good day. If you're feeling down and stressed or worried, give me a message. Inbox me across all social media platforms. Don't be shy, slide straight into them DMs. Even Charlie just winked. Why are you winking? He said that you can slide into his DMs too. Damn boy! (laughs) So myself, the past week... Man, mood's been ups and downs, smiles and frowns. Going through a bit of an emotional roller coaster at the moment. <clears throat> Feeling empty and worthless. Not been sleeping much. Been getting up at 10 a.m. and going to sleep at 5 a.m. It's not very good. Uh, I have tried meditating and stuff, but nothing's really helping with it. <clears throat> Just feeling much lower than usual. But my mood, I know my mood will change. Um, it's just temporary, you know, your mood's always going to change no matter how you're feeling. Um, this whole isolation business, 27 days for me, and I've not been out of the house. I've got OCD and I worry about getting the coronavirus. So staying in for me is less worrying for me. Um, to be honest, even though I have been staying in a lot more, well, obviously for 27 days now, I'm starting to feel trapped and feeling very suffocated. But I'm keeping busy, though. I'm doing different things. I'll tell you what I could just have, though. A large um, Costa coffee hot chocolate with the tuna melt and about five blueberry muffins. No, no, sounds greedy, but I'm going to have to need them after the lockdown. Cheers. Um, but I'm doing all right. I'm giving myself a say, you know. And what I'm doing for the amazing mental health community, it uh, it helps me a lot to keep busy like that. So, yeah. Um, one of my neighbours next door but one is making a bar out of wooden pallets can hear him banging, cutting all day. I find it really creative what he's doing. And I'm intrigued to see what the end result's like. Obviously, I can't see it face-to-face. I'll have to see it watch. Well, I'll have to see it over WhatsApp. That's not a problem. <laughs> um, double gin and tonic, please. <laughs> um, yeah, this week, um, I have been wanting to make an Oreo cheesecake. Well, last week, I was meant to make it. But I ended up eating all the ingredients instead. So the Oreos went, demolished them in like 10 minutes. And then the milk chocolate and the dark chocolate just disappeared as well. Um, So tomorrow I'm definitely going to be making the cheesecake. I can't wait to make it. Cannot wait. I love cheesecake. Oh, it's so nice, isn't it? Oh, I prefer one of them like M&S ones, you know, the full fat ones. Calorific, calorific. Uh, I just wanted to do a shout out to all the people that talk to me. I'm not mention any names, obviously everything we talk about is private and confidential. But you know who you are, and you're all doing absolutely amazing. I'm so proud of you all. You give me hope every day when I feel down. You're all superstars, and with these uncertain times, everything's more stressful for you. But you're managing so well. And remember, you've been to these dark places before. You've defeated them. Walking into the light is a breeze for you. I believe in you so, so much. I love you all. And message me if you want to chat. Even if it's not related to mental health or anything that we talk about. And this message is to absolutely everyone else that's listening as well. You can contact me on my Instagram, which is John and Charlie underscore. On Facebook, John and Charlie one. You can message me on here. That's not a problem. You can go to the website at www.johnandcharlie.co.uk. Contact me there. So, yeah, um, the topic tonight 
we are going to be talking about self-harm. And I just want to just want to go over something that um, I just want to warn you that there's going to be a lot of trigger words in here, and I don't want to trigger anyone that has uh, self-harm related triggers um, and words and stuff. So I'm just making you aware of this, okay? Self-harm. Remember, self-harm isn't a suicide attempt or a cry for attention. However, it can be a way for some people to cope with overwhelming and distressing thoughts or feelings. Self-harm should be taken seriously, whatever the reason behind it. It's very, very important you remember that. I'm going to keep going over that in the podcast because it's important that you get to know that. Self-harming is really common and it affects more people than you know. These are some of the ways that I can describe self-harm as the way I do to you guys. Uh, Create a reason for physical care for yourself. Express suicidal feelings and thoughts without taking your own life. Express something that is hard to put into words. Turning the invisible feelings into something visible. Make emotional pain become physical pain. You feel like you're more in control. Escaping traumatic memories. Have something to rely on in your life. Punish yourself for feelings and experiences that you've gone through. Stop this numbing feeling, disconnecting with yourself and disassociating. Reduce them overwhelming emotional feelings or thoughts. Self-harm describes any behaviour where someone causes harm to themselves, usually as a way to help them cope with difficult and distressing thoughts and feelings. Its most frequent form is cutting, burning or non-lethal overdoses. However, it can be any behaviour that causes injury, no matter how minor or high risk the behaviours are. Basically, any behaviour that causes harm or injury to someone as a way to deal with difficult emotions can be seen as self-harm. Now, most people, when they hear the word self-harm, they automatically think one thing, cutting, slip my wrist, slip my arm. They automatically think it's cutting yourself. People do think that. Um, Yeah. There is other forms of self-harm, and I'm going to explain to you what they are. There's all different types um, of self-harming, and they're all very dangerous. So, cutting. Cut scratches on your body, even fingernails. The arms, the legs, the front of the torso are the most common places to cut as they're easy to reach and easy to hide under clothing so nobody sees what you've done. Under your feet is another one, as nobody can see that. But obviously, it could be painful as well. Um, Cutting can become a habit in the making somewhat of a compulsive behavior so your brain starts to connect the false sense of relief from the bad feelings you're having to the act of the cutting and then you start to crave the relief next time the tension builds and then the urges i know all about urges and it's hard to resist it but with the right support behind you you can do this the behavior can end up controlling you but with the right support 
you can you can sort this out. Hair pulling is an impulsive control disorder, which I don't know anything about. I've only um, the only experience I have from it from speaking to people that I talk to, um, and they say to me it's a habit and it's an irresistible urge to pull out your hair from any part of your body. They use wigs, hats, and scarves to hide the bald spots on their heads. Branding yourself, burning yourself with boiling water, like from a kettle, even taking hot showers, burning your whole body. Friction burns, for example, running your feet on the carpet until your skin becomes warm and very sore. Overeating, undereating, picking at skin, reopening wounds is also an impulsive control disorder which urges to pick one's skin causes more damage but it also relieves stress hitting using a hammer other objects to injure yourself breaking bones like your legs your arms your fingers um, your feet head banging biting yourself overdoing exercise getting into fights where you know you will 100% get hurt for example, getting drunk then getting into a fight, punching yourself, hitting your head, face, body, walls and other, other objects, including bleeding, overdosing, drinking harmful chemicals, even jumping out in front of a moving car. I started uh, self-harming from a young age. Uh, and all these I've mentioned, I've covered nearly all of them. It's draining that people judge you for being bad, or something Something is wrong with you for self-harming. I know I've had this most of my life, including many others who I offer support to tell me this as well. I do believe if we're all more aware of self-harm, then we can work together for a more supportive, practical society. Remember, self-harm isn't a suicide attempt, attempt or a cry for attention. However, it can be a way for some people to cope with the overwhelming and distressing thoughts and feelings. Self-harm should always be taken seriously, whatever the reason behind it. Why do people harm themselves? I get this question asked me most days. People don't understand it. People who haven't harmed themselves don't understand it. And it can be very frustrating and distressing for these people. Self-harming is a real, really different for everyone. There's no rules what type of person does it or why these people do it. It's a way of dealing something that's happening now or in your past. For some people, it's less clear and can be harder to make sense of why they are self-harming, which can be very irritating. just want to touch on the common reasons to self-harming, which could be bullying, money troubles, domestic violence, bereavement, confusion about your gender and sexuality, pressures at school, college, university, work, in a relationship, um, losing your job, health problem, illness, stress, low self-esteem, really, really tough feelings, depression, anxiety, anger, numbness, bipolar, OCD, eating disorders, schizophrenia, 
borderline personality disorder, multiple personality disorder, other mental health issues. The word self-harm is a very, very misunderstood word. As if you tell someone or share it on social media, people automatically assume you are seeking attention. And this is not the case. Reaching out and expressing your feelings is a great way and needs to be seen. People find it very hard and difficult to express how they feel because there's a massive stigma surrounding self-harm and attention-seeking. People feel they're being judged. So that's why they don't open up. I say, yeah, if you share it, it's going to help you. It'll help how you feel. Nothing wrong in bringing attention to yourself to be noticed on how distressing you are feeling. And it has to be taken seriously. Telling someone to self-harm is not going to help how that person feels. So do not do it. You're endangering that person's life. You need to support them. Don't pressure them. Don't judge them. It's very, very important you do that. Really, really, really important. Who self-harms? There's no age, gender, race, sexuality. Anyone can do it. There's not a typical person who hurts themselves. I'm a man, and we are equally likely to hurt ourselves, but we face greater barriers to reaching out and asking for help. This is due to, um, we have this kind of way of, there's nothing wrong with me, I'm fine attitude. And the reason why we're like this is because we don't want to admit that um, anything's wrong with us. You know, it's not, it's not, um, it's not what you do, is it? You know, um, but you can talk and you can reach out and, you know, you can reach out to your partner, your husband, your wife, um, your boyfriend, girlfriend. And you can tell them how you feel. They're there to support you. They love you. They care about you. Your friends love and care about you. You can reach out to them. You can reach out to me. I understand. I've been through it, going through it. You're not on your own. And don't feel silenced, even though I know the society we live in is a massive judgmental society. I won't judge you. Uh, I will never judge you. And I promise, if you message me, I'll be here for you. You know how you can contact me, John and Charlie underscore on Instagram. You can message me on here. That's not a problem. For years and years and years, yeah, I felt like rubbish. Not asking for help. Living my life in denial, thinking everything's fine and things will change. Well, they didn't change. And I wished, I wished I would have sorted my issues out a lot sooner. And if... Any guys are listening to this today, this could be your first step to making yourself feel better. So, how can I help myself? When I have experienced intense urges to hurt myself, it's been really hard to imagine. Imagine possibly not to do anything else but there is help 
understanding patterns of self-harm can help you work out what gives you the urge to self-harm and recognize the urge coming on. Remember when you are unable to resist the urge of self-harm, but it is helpful to reflect afterwards on what happened. You will be able to understand better next time when you have um, similar feelings. I personally kept a diary or I had a section in my diary, uh, in a section in my journal, sorry, uh, for my diary. Keeping a diary of self-harming behaviour will help you understand more what happens before, during, after you time yourself harm. You will start to see patterns. After doing this, make sure you are doing something relaxing afterwards because it can be very intense and the triggering feelings. If it's hard for you to do this, maybe speak to a friend or someone that can support you, someone you trust. You need to learn your triggers. This is an important one. Situations, people, sensations, specific thoughts and feelings can trigger you to self-harm. Become more aware of the urge of self-harm. Sensations like heart is racing, strong emotions of sadness and anger, repetitive thoughts, I'm going to cut, for example, disconnecting from yourself, loss of uh, sensation. When you can recognise your triggers, you can start to take the steps to reduce or stop the self-harming. Writing down what you notice about your urges. doesn't matter how, how um, silly or what they are. Get them written down because it will help you. It will help you spot them more quickly each time they come on. Distractions. Distract yourself when you feel an urge. I know it's hard, but you can do this. You've been there before, so you've got this. And if you haven't been there before, and this is your first time, yeah, you can do this. You need to distract yourself when you feel the urge coming on. I know it's extremely hard, but you have to do it. Types of ways to distract yourself. Write down distractions. Even save them on notes on your phone, yeah? Or type them up on a computer and print them off. Stick them all over your walls. Uh, whatever works for you. It's very, very good to see the types of ways to distract yourself um, everywhere, you know. It doesn't matter where you put them, like I say, on the walls, on your phone, even set little reminders. It's very, very good. Or save them in your photos. Have a separate photo album for it, you know, like screenshot and stuff. Uh, you can try these different ways. So when you're feeling frustrated and angry, punch pillows, cushions. You can shout and scream into a pillow really loud. Dancing, just you know, you can whap, you could whap uh, something on YouTube, you know, like I don't know, Cisco or something, because that's really funky. Biting down on materials, tearing paper or something into those pieces, ripping stuff, coloring the coloring book in, drawing stuff like that. A cold shower, yeah. Uh, I have done this a lot. Cold shower is immediately changes your mindset. Uh, feeling sad and fear. Spend time with your pet if you have a pet. Walk in the nature. That's really, really amazing. Go out in the garden. Listen to all the birds tweeting and stuff. Crying helps. Even crying yourself to sleep. Music helps. Soothe and relax it, is it? Tell someone how you feel. Write down how you feel. YouTube. YouTube is really, really good for relaxing positions. If you feel a need to control, you can write lists. Tidying up. Cleaning, cleaning is a big, big thing for mental health. And 
uh, for a sense of control. Um, throw out any junk or rubbish you have in the house and stuff. Why don't you try writing a letter how you're feeling and tear it up and bin it afterwards? Get in the garden. YouTube. If you're feeling numb and disconnected, holding ice cubes, smelling something with a strong odour, playing with elastic bands, uh, fidgeting with your hands as well, cold showers again, really, really good one. If you're feeling shame, stop spending time with people or anyone who treats you with no respect. Recognise when you are trying to be perfect and accept that making mistakes is part of being a human. Remind yourself that there are reasons for how you behave. It is not because you are bad or something is wrong with you. If you are feeling self-hatred and wanting to punish yourself, please, please write a letter from the part of you that feels self-hatred. Then write back with such a compassionate and acceptance as you can. Find creative ways to express the self-hatred through writing songs, poetry, you know, dancing, singing, drawing. Even if your song sounds like a broken record, it really doesn't matter. Physical exercise, like running or a home gym. gym. Uh, plenty of workouts on YouTube for that. Now, if you have a mobility, you're in a wheelchair, or you can't walk far, I know someone from Manchester who's on YouTube and on Instagram that can help you. He has loads of videos on um, fitness, and he is called Empower You. I'll put these details on the end of this podcast. That will help you. I have actually done a couple of his workouts. They're all sat down. They're incredible. They're very, very good. Uh, delaying self-harm. This is a great technique, uh, but I wouldn't do it straight away if you can't because it's quite difficult. So um, wait five minutes before you self-harm, yeah? This is very difficult, as I said. So don't worry or stress about it if you're not able to do it at, at first. You know, it takes a long time to build this up. But if you can, slowly increase the time you wait and build it up in the gaps between each other, between each time you self-harm. You know, it, I wouldn't recommend like straight away trying to do that, but it is very, very good to do that. Helping yourself in the future. Accepting your feelings. If you have been shamed for your feeling feelings or learn to shut them down for different reasons, it is very brave to start to start and face them. I know it feels very frightening to allow yourself to experience emotions over again, but it's important that you go really slow. I personally would recommend a mindfulness tool keeping a journal to support and prevent you from coming overwhelmed. Mindfulness. You've probably heard about this. Mindfulness is a, a technique that you can learn, which involves what is happening in the present moment in your mind, your body, and your surroundings. I would recommend this and try meditation. And there is a lot of guided meditations on YouTube that will give you help uh, to become more self-aware, feeling calmer and less stressed. Be kind to yourself, help you to um, respond better towards your thoughts and feelings. Coping with difficult thoughts, practicing mindfulness helps manage your day-to-day well-being. It is a great, great tool. It can also help with your mental health problems as well. So I definitely recommend mindfulness. You know, having a bit, do a bit of research on it as well. 
um, building up your self-esteem, learning to value yourself will positively, well, positively, I can't even say it, positive, can't say it, will positivity, I'm not even saying it right, what? Build up your self-esteem will make huge differences to your life. Yes, we got there in the end. Take control of your decisions. Remind yourself that you have responsibilities for your own choices that you make in life. Regularly write down three things that you appreciate about yourself, no matter how small. Practice speaking and thinking more kindly about yourself, and it will help you. You've got to look after your well-being. Take care of your health on all levels, and that can help you feel better about yourself. Regular physical exercise will boost your mood and reduce stress. Eating regular meals with fresh fruit and veg, even if it's frozen fruit and veg, doesn't matter. It will make you feel better. You are what you eat. Yeah. You eat rubbish, you feel rubbish. If you eat good, you feel good. Fact. Been there many times. Making sure you get enough sleep. It can be quite difficult if you have an insomnia. I know that. And there's different different levels and stuff that you can do. Um, being creative. You can express your feelings by writing a story, a blog, drawing, writing a song, um, painting. Spend time every week doing something that you enjoy. It's important that you do that. Understanding self-harm in more detail. Whew, are you overwhelmed? I am. I am triggered, but I'm okay. I'm fine. Breathe in. Count to ten. Letting go of self-harm can feel like a massive decision that takes a lot of time to make, to take. Uh, it can be very helpful to understand a relationship in more depth, in more depth. I can't speak tonight. So you can put things in place to support the process. The more you understand about what, why you hurt yourself and the function that self-harm has for you, the better equipped you will be to make changes. These questions I'm going to read out will help you understand your self-harm. What does self-harm give you now? Why do you feel before and after you hurt yourself? What was the reason why you hurt yourself the first time? What are the situations where you are most likely to hurt yourself? What are your fears about living without self-harm? And what else would be useful to understand about your self-harm? Reaching out for support. This is a big one, okay? Wusa. <laughs> I'm actually pretty overwhelmed by all this, by the way. I'm sorry for the spelling mistakes. I couldn't get my words out. Uh, so reaching out for support. This can be really hard if you are worrying about people, about judgment, or believe others may not want to help you. You've got to remind yourself suffering in silence isn't good. Talking about how you feel is fine, and it's okay to do so. I suffered with this for a very long time, and I don't want others to feel the, the same way as I did. We all need some support sometimes in our life, and it's okay to ask for it. It's okay to ask for help. When you're ready to reach out for support, you have to speak to someone you trust, to tell them about your feelings. More so, 
I find a lot of people reach out to myself as I suffer with this myself since being young and I understand it. So I get that more people reach out to me than to the parents, the partners, the friends, etc. But you can reach out to your doctor, healthcare profession, uh, a friend, parents, partner, even someone on social media. That is fine. Remind yourself that you are not alone. I would recommend you write down a list of the people you can reach out to, even the different websites that you can go on for help when you're feeling these intense, difficult thoughts. I'll be honest with you. There isn't, there is no magic Harry Potter, Harry, Harry Potter wand to fix self-harm. Making changes will help, but it won't happen overnight. I know this is very, very overwhelming, yeah? And if you take the steps moving forward, then you're going back. Don't worry about it. If you are failing, it's part of the process. It's normal. So if you're taking 10 steps forward and 10 back, don't worry about it because it's part of the process, okay? Let's talk about treatment and support. Outside support is needed to help you make a positive change in your life. You may need to try a few different ways to figure out what works best for you from professional services. Seeing your GP is the first step for help and talking about your harm. They'll have the um, treatment available for you. You know, they could prescribe you meds, refer you to a psychiatrist. You know, you could be referred to the community mental health team. They will refer you to what what therapy they think that you need. So there is a few different types of different therapies for self-harm, such as cognitive behavioral therapy, which is CBT, which is widely used for a lot of mental health issues like depression, anxiety, um, and self-harm. Um, there is dialectical behavioral therapy, which is DBT. And there, there is um, psychodynamic therapy, Um these all, all have, um, you know, long waiting lists. But if you can pay privately, that's cool. You can speak to your GP about that. Or you can visit um, the um, psychotherapy.org.uk website or the bacp.co.uk. You can visit them uh, and you can search therapists and counsellors and stuff. And then you can, you know, obviously pay for the services. Um but uh, if you don't know, well, obviously you know what I'm doing, but, you know, John and Charlie's journey, we raise awareness from our health, we travel around, getting people to talk about the field without suffering in silence. Um, we are opening centres all over the UK, offering therapy services, professional services, where nobody has to wait months or years to see someone. I don't believe that is good. People need to see someone within the next two weeks, three weeks, yes, so we can, so you can decide what kind of treatment this person needs, like as quick as possible. Hit the nail on the head straight away. You know, I understand that there's a lot of waiting times for different things um, in the UK. I'm talking about here, um, but mental health and self harm is very, very, very important, and it needs to be sorted straight away, not months away. Uh, online groups. Online group is a great way of um, seeking support because not a lot of people do like to have face-to-face -face, um, 
um, chats and consultations and stuff. Um, so, yeah, uh, the National Self-Harm Network, which is a forum, which is really cool, um, and the self-injury support, life science support, the, in the mix, you might have heard of that, that's under 25, it's insane. I'll put all the information on the end of this podcast in the description of the podcast. Um, support groups are regular meetings with people with similar experiences, but you know, due to the coronavirus, these won't be available. Uh, but I'll also put some details at the end of it for like um, different areas and stuff like that. We could go support groups. Uh, so yeah, and what can friend and families do um, to help? And in a workplace, obviously. Um, finding out someone you care about self harms, being told directly or you suspect a friend, a partner, or a family member, or a colleague is hurting themselves, can be a very, very difficult, uh, can be very difficult um, what to say to them on, on the approach, you know, the situation on how to speak to them. Uh, feeling helpless, angry, and shocked, why would they do this? Or feeling some kind of responsibility in some way. It's easy to sit here and say not to panic or overreact. But, you have to try your best not to. The way to respond to your friend, partner, colleague or family member will have an impact on how much they will open up to you. Other people about their self-harm in the future. It is vital, yeah, that you follow these steps. It is not being shut off. Because once you once once they don't open up to you and they shut off, that is it, yeah. They'll never open up to you again. So you need to... Try not to panic and overreact, yeah. And listen to them. And it's vital, like I said, to follow these steps because if you don't follow the steps, yeah, they won't up to open up to you and you need people to open up to you. You need them, you know, friends and family, uh, the people that are self-harming to open up to you, okay? Self-harm is someone's way of managing uh, a very hard feeling or experiences which is mostly different to a, well, suicidal feeling. This is so important, right? I know this is all new to you, or if it's not new to you, you have to do this. Your attitude on how you relate to them is a key thing to helping, helping them feel supported, right? So these are some examples, the do's and the don'ts, right? These are extremely important, right? So the do's, please try to be non-judgmental. Let the person know that you are there for them. Relate to them as a whole person, not just to their self-harm. Try to have some empathy and somewhat of an understanding, yeah, about what, what they are doing. If you need any guidance on that, you can contact me. Let them be in control of their decisions. Offer to help find them support. I will put some useful uh, details at the end of the podcast in the description for that. Remind them of the positive qualities that they do. Well, that. be honest in your communication. These are the don'ts. And I must stress to you, yeah, you cannot do these. Force change. Acting or communicating in a way that threatens or trying to take away control from that, that person. Ignoring their injuries and overly focusing on them. 
never, 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 yeah, label self-harm as attention-seeking. You could say, why why don't you keep a chart for not self-harming? Get some stars, and each day they could put a st- sticker on the chart. Or you could download apps for your mobile or on your iPad. But if you need support, yeah, do not hesitate to contact me for advice, guidance, and support. I can also point you in the right direction for free professional advice and support. I'm always here. My my inbox is always open to for everyone. Um, it's really common to feel scared about, uh, you know, someone seriously hurting themselves, having suicidal thoughts, or even wanting to take their own life. I understand it's very frightening, but remember, self harm doesn't always mean that person wants to end their life. Why well, I'm getting really upset right now, um, but I'm okay. Uh, I just want to reiterate on something. Remember, self-harm isn't a suicide attempt or a cry for attention. However, it can be a way for some people to cope with overwhelming and distressing thoughts or feelings. Self-harm should be taken seriously, whatever the reason behind it. Okay, it's very, very important. This it's really important. Uh, wow, I'm feeling very hot and uh, anxious right now. And wow. Um, so, uh, we're coming to the end of, um, the podcast. Um, but what I just want to say is, uh, I'm going to put all the useful contacts and stuff on the description of the podcast. So you can have a look through if you need to have a look at, uh, you know, want to search a counselor or, um, you know, a therapist and there's some, um, there's some helpline numbers and, um, young minds and stuff. Young minds is very, very good. <clears throat> there's also self-injury support and saying please please have a look at them you can even text these services there's crisis services i'll even put samaritan's number on there for you um, i'll put them all on there so you can see them they'll all be in the description in in the description part of the podcast that's not a problem um so yeah uh tomorrow i'm going to be talking about uh suicidal thoughts uh and touching on suicide um so yeah i hope i haven't overwhelmed everyone too much i triggered everyone a lot um but that's it that's a wrap tonight so i hope you've enjoyed me uh obviously like i can't get my words out or i'm like long pauses and everything but that's just me you know i don't cut don't cut i don't cut stuff and re-put it in stuff i just you know say as it is and then you can hear my my uh, my chair creaking a lot Yep, look at that. Well, can't help that, but that's, you know, and my mouse going like, Woo, because I can't remember what I want to say, so I have to type everything out, um, which is fine, which is good. So, um, thanks for listening. If you're not feeling good, you're not feeling yourself, or you're feeling lonely, or however you're feeling, you can talk to me, whether it's related to self-harm, mental health, domestic violence, whether it's to do with coronavirus, whether it's to do with what you're doing tomorrow or your relationship or uh, where you want to go after lockdown, you know, on a holiday or, you know, just a coffee shop or something. I don't know. Whatever you want to talk to me about, you can talk to me. John and Charlie underscore on Instagram. John and Charlie one on Facebook. www.johnandcharlie.co.uk. Message me on here. I'm here for you all. Okay. Love you all. Keep safe. And uh, I will speak to you tomorrow. Take care. Lots of love.